Welcome to the Workforce Management Podcast, delivered to you by ShopWorks Workforce Solutions. The podcast that explores everything you need to know about workforce management, the technologies involved, strategies and processes, the trends and the solutions. Hi everyone, I'm Ian Hogg, CEO and co-founder of the ShopWorks. And welcome to the Workforce Management Podcast. My guest today is Edward Hogg, Managing Director of our sister company, Solved by AI. In this episode, I want to talk about data engineering. Okay, that's a, it's a fairly complex subject, but it, it's got a, quite a strong relevance to workforce management. And the reason we want to cover it today is because in order to use all of the AI-powered tools that we're covering in our Workforce Management AI series, data engineering is a key part of it. We want to try and explain to you why it's important, what to look for if you're looking for a workforce management supplier and using AI, um, and and basically how it works. Uh, hi, Edward. Hi. Um, so why don't we just start with the basics? Of like, what is data engineering? Uh, so data engineering is the process of taking data from one source um, and uh, processing, cleaning it, and then uh, putting it in another uh, location, almost certainly in a different format. Um, and uh, for AIs, that's really important uh, because you need uh, AIs don't actually look at data in the same way that we do. Um, so that you need to make sure that you use a, a clever or well thought through data engineering approach uh, to make sure that the data that you would you would see on a spreadsheet is ready for an AI to be able to read. Okay, and and you know a lot of our listeners will be reasonably tech savvy. So what's the difference between that and like an API? Uh, so in uh, you use the APIs as part of a data engineering process. Uh, data engineering is, is, is a process. It's effectively um, clever cleaning, clever uh, movement of data, um, making sure that it's in yeah, format is key here, but also making sure that um, everything has been cleaned properly. So um, COVID is probably a great example. Historically, there's a, there's a lot of noisy data there that we want to remove. Um, we want to make sure that all the data that's involved in in any model is being used is is correct and is actually going to be helpful towards the AI learning. Um, humans know to ignore what happened during the first couple of weeks of COVID because of lockdown. The AI has no idea that everything shut down, so you want to make sure you clean it before it goes to the AI. So, so why workforce management? Why why is data engineering important for workforce management? What you know is it is it important in all software platforms? Is it is workforce management a particular use case that needs more data engineering than most to to be to be efficient? Yeah, I think data engineering is important in a lot of platforms, but for workforce management uh, and specific workforce management and AI specifically, it's really important because we have so many different scenarios. We've got obviously got GDPR. So we've got to be really careful with what we do with the data that we're processing um, and that we're taking uh, from one place to the other. But we've also got to make sure that we're, um, we are separating stores out from store to store or from site to site or from rotor to rotor. Um, so you need to be able to plan a rotor on a, on a, on a local scale rather than a global scale. So the AIs that we're working with aren't like um, Alexa. Um, they're not like one size fits all. Um, they are very bespoke to the store that we're, that we're talking about, to the rotor that we're talking about, rather than Alexa, which isn't specifically trained to your voice. It's trained to all voices. It's trained to um, it's trained to listen for all sounds and all noises that when people say uh, say that. Whereas in uh, the solved by world, in in the in the world of workforce management AI, you're really focusing on um, 
getting the AI right for just that store with just that store's employees' information as the training set so that you've got um, accurate predictions for that store. Fine. So if we took the Alexa example, for it to be used data engineering in the same format as workforce management, it'd have to create an AI just for my voice. It'd have to create data sets just for my voice and train on that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so you you would use the the baseline of Alexa and then you'd have to add in more and you'd have to build an Ian version of Alexa, which is very obviously very different to a um, normal Alexa or a global Alexa. Um, Alexa does use data engineering, but on a very, very big scale um, to, to pass the data in, whereas we are we focus on building our, our pipelines to make sure that they're bespoke, they're set, um, and that they, they clean data really well um, when it comes to workforce management data. Okay, so I think I'm just going to summarise. So on, on that, what we're saying is that if we were doing workforce management and somebody had 100 stores, you need the data engineering to automate the process so that you can build an AI or several AIs just for that store, and they're very bespoke. Correct. Fine. Okay, so that's why it's important. Why don't we take an example? Because I think this is, you know, just listening to, to ourselves talk here, I, I, I would imagine the listeners are still, you know, um, struggling to fully understand data engineering. So why don't we take them through an example that is specific to workforce management? What about, yes, what's so, a good example? So let's let's take a forecast then. So uh Taking a forecast and working, converting that into a demand forecast. So um, you would need to look at sales for a shop, um, for instance. So we would take our sales for the shop. We might take um, that feed from an EPOS system, so uh, electronic point of sale system. Um, we would take that data in to the AI and we would split it out to be relevant to the shops. So um, you might have uh, the number of items sold as one of your forecast points. You might have the uh, number of um, expensive items sold you might have the number of different sales as your as your forecast point and those would each need to be individually forecast because they'd affect different things for instance for every hundred transactions that go through the till you probably need somebody in the till point but for every item sold you need um, somebody working in the stock room so you'd need a different forecast to do different things and you need to break that down per store so what what our engineering pipeline would do is it would go and get the data it would separate the data out making sure that you've got a data set for each forecast you want to do. It would then combine it with stuff like weather, bank holiday information. Um, recently, quite a big factor in shop fa- uh, forecasting is train strikes. So it would take, add all of those kind of information uh, into, the, into the data set. And then it would clean it to make sure it would remove any noise that um, was there, for instance, saying this, this shop had been closed for two weeks. Actually, that's not very useful for the AI. It would, it would try and... Uh, do bad things for that so it cleans that and then you've got a set which you're able to forecast with so forecast quality data which we then use to to output an, an ai which is specific to that store's manager requirement that store's stock uh, stock level requirement and the stock team and the back back of stores team and then you'd have a front of house team that would have information to the till forecast and is this all automated all automated all automatic you can uh, in that example um you do, you're doing that over 20,000, 30,000 forecasts, and that would take somewhere around four to five minutes automatically to run on, uh, on a day-to-day basis. Okay, so if we, without going into the data engineering elements of the other sort of steps, so if we've done the whole, the classic forecast demand scheduling, you know, use, and you mm-hmm. want to use AI to do that for workforce management, it, it, how automated, talk me through the, the rough flow of data from, you know, from basically EPOS data to a schedule. So you take uh, your EPOS data and convert that into a forecast uh, or several forecasts. 
those several forecasts might output one or many demand curves. Um, so you might have uh, five shop uh, floor staff, one security guard, uh, but you need two every time X number of people are in the store, etc. Um, then you, so that's your demand curves. You would uh, then move that automatically back into your workforce management platform so that people can manually plan anything that um, they want to. So there's no point in putting on fixed shifts when there's absolutely no demand for a fixed shift to be there. So you want to tell a manager about that. Once a manager's put their fixed shifts on, they would hit the auto schedule button. That was another data engineering pipeline, which takes the data out of a workforce management platform, puts it uh, into the AI. The AI solves the problem and optimizes the rotor and then sends it back to the workforce management platform. Okay, so it's obviously very important data engineering for for workforce management, and what we're I think if we were summarising what we're saying is that it's it's an automated process that moves all of the data out, cleans it, corrects it, does some calculations on it, puts it in the right place at the right time, moves it onto the next AI ready for for, for processing, um, and you know and basically reduces the manual input from what you're saying to. A, few manual corrections from the manager before they press the auto schedule button and everything else on that we've discussed is automated is it correct yep yeah, 100 automated okay listen i think it's a you know fascinating subject quite complex one which is i think why you've written a, a fairly detailed blog article on it which i which we'll put in the link into the podcast notes as usual uh if if listeners want to find out more go to our blog page and um, we'll, we'll explain it in more detail. And obviously we're happy to take questions if you want to get in touch with us via LinkedIn or email.